Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by Jacob Schrader. How are you doing this afternoon, Jacob? Doing well. Uh, I've been getting lucky and hitting a lot of – I hit some good NFL bets, and I'm confident on those. But I actually hit two MLB bets last night out of nice. nowhere. So I'm feeling pretty good. Nice. You had the Padres? I had the Padres, and I had the Astros. And I had the Astros uh, minus one and a half, actually, so just slid in there. Nice, nice. Well, I have not really watched too much of MLB so far. I watched the Yankee game the other day when they beat, I believe, the Guardians, yeah, to win and move on to face the Astros. I watched the Padres win last night because there was otherwise nothing else on. Uh, I just don't watch baseball as much as I used to. I'm a Red Sox fan. I still watch the Red Sox when they are on prime time, but I feel like the MLB in recent seasons has just not done a great job of marketing their players. They really haven't latched on to the sports betting and daily fantasy like you've seen the NFL do. So I think yeah. they've kind of fallen behind in that point. I think they have just an older customer base. I think yeah. uh, base, baseball to me, you know, I played a lot of baseball and baseball is good because it's calm, right? There's, it's not you crazy. Go like, There's nothing like going to a ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Going to baseball games is a lot of fun. Going to football games, I honestly would just rather watch on the TV because you have a better view. <laughs> yeah, I've honestly only been to a few NFL games. The tailgating is great. That's the best part, just the camaraderie, just getting, you know, wasted early in the morning, just having fun in the parking lot. That's the fun part. But from the games I've been at, it's been okay. Like, I've always had good seats, fortunately. If I am going to game, I don't sit up in the nosebleeds. I'll pay extra. I'll sit in the hundred sections. But I'm with you. I'm constantly trying to check my phone because I have fantasy teams. I have pick em leagues. I have bets going. So I want to be one where I can see all the games going on at once. Now, if I'm yeah. attending a Monday night game or a Sunday night game, that's the only one that's on. That's a little different. I went to the Rams and the Vikings when they played at the old Coliseum on a Thursday night game a few years back. I was working at Fox, so we got free tickets. And we had great seats and that was just an awesome experience. And it was great. Cause again, you don't have to worry about any competing games. You were able just to enjoy the game and it ended up being a pretty high scoring game. I think they both, both teams, I think the Rams won like 30, 35 or something like that. It was a really good game, but. Well, we're not, we're not seeing that out of the Rams this year. No, 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 no. That's why I want to get right into the fantasy. I'll quickly say last week was a terrible week for me. I didn't have much hope going in. I had a lot of my players were on by. The Raiders were were on by, so I didn't have any Devontae Adams. The Lions were on by, so Josh Reynolds, who has been performing well for me, I couldn't use him. The Texans were on by. I didn't have Damian Pierce. So I had to throw in a lot of players like, you know, Benjamin that didn't do anything. DJ Moore, I just had to hold my nose and start him. He did terrible. <laughs> He's no longer on my team. And I had a, I played Isaiah McKenzie, who just seemed to drop every single ball that came to him. So it wasn't a good week for me. How about you? Yeah, so I ended up sneaking out with a little victory. Uh, you know, I was surprised my opponent has Pat Mahomes, Eckler, Amon Ross, St. Oh, wow. Brown, DeAndre Swift. His team is stacked, but the Lions had a bye week. Um, Curtis Samuel put up a dud. I think I'm done with him. Um Zach Jeff, well, Jeff I wouldn't Wilson. be done with him yet because we'll talk about this in a bit. But Taylor Heineke is going to start for the Commanders this week. And I actually believe Heineke is a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz. So I wouldn't drop Samuel yet. So so Wentz is hurt though, right? 
Wentz probably won't play for the next four to six weeks, if even the entire the rest of the season. Because if Heineke does well, don't forget Heineke started a playoff game for them a few years ago. So he's not just a backup quarterback. He can make some starts. So if Heineke performs well, I don't think you see Carson Wentz starting again this season. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Um, Carson Wentz just the controversy and doubt follows him everywhere he goes. Uh, it's it's not good, and he's pretty. I mean, they've 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 really been bad. So. I see that. I don't, you know, it's not a crazy upgrade, but it, I actually do agree. I think it's an upgrade. Yeah. So let's get right into the quarterbacks. I was wrong last week. I did tell people to start Carson Wentz. He threw for all of 99 yards last week, even though the commanders did win. They relied a lot on their, not only on their running game, but they just relied on the bears just to make every mistake they could, which the bears pretty much did make every mistake they could. So it was another boring Thursday night game. I hope we get, an entertaining one tonight with the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins is back. They just acquired Robbie Anderson from the Panthers following Anderson's, I don't want to say a blow up, but he got kicked off the team basically mid game last week. So Saints are missing some key players. Michael Thomas is out. Jarvis Landry is out. Adam Troutman's out. So they are missing some guys on offense. I think that opens up the case to be made to start Taysom Hill. I think he'll get a lot of touches. We don't know who's starting at quarterback yet between Dalton and Winston. I don't think that matters. I think Alvin Kamara will have a strong game. Chris Olave is a must start. He's going to be basically the Saints only viable receiver. So, but that's for another day. Actually, we'll recap that tomorrow, me and Robert, but we will get into quarterbacks. So the quarterbacks I like to start this week, let's start with Aaron Rodgers, who has just been, not good fantasy wise this season and really not that good at all. I don't want to just blame it on his receiving core because Alan Lazard is a decent receiver. Romeo Dobbs has really come out. He has a ton of potential. Randall Cobb is still a veteran. Robert Tanyan is good. I don't know what's going on with the Packers. I don't know if, if it's just a miscommunication. They did lose their offensive coordinator. Nathaniel Hackett is now coaching the, the Denver Broncos, but for some reason, the Packers just haven't come together. Everyone thought they were against the Giants. The Giants have a good defense, don't forget. And even in that game, their defense was missing half their players. The Jets have an underrated defense, which they lost in this week. Now they play the Commanders this week, and the Commanders have a terrible defense. If there's one game where Rodgers will bounce back and have a big game, it's this game. I think the the Commanders ranked something in 27th in allowing passing yards per game. Like They're not a good defense at all. They don't have a good secondary. They don't have a great pass rush. I think Aaron Rodgers will get plenty of time. I think he has he's developed a solid rapport with Alan Lazard the last two games. Lazard's or I believe three games. Lazard's scored in the double digits fantasy wise. So I'm gonna go ahead and say start Aaron Rodgers this week for people that have been either stowing him on their bench or have just been frustrated. Stick with him again another week. Another surprise one I have is Mitch Trubisky. So Trubisky came in. Kenny Pickett got hurt last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Steelers basically won that game because Trubisky came in and was just solid. He went nine for 12. He threw something like 144 yards. He had the game winning touchdown. So I think Trubisky is going to have a good game this week against the Dolphins. The Dolphins, they don't have as good of a defense as people think. We saw a few, we saw a few weeks ago that when the Jets just carved Miami up, they put up 41 points on them the week prior that the Bengals scored on them. Even when they beat the Ravens, the Ravens still got 42 points on them. Miami's defense gives up a lot of points, 
So I think Trubisky is going to have a good game. He can use his legs a lot as well. He seems to have some good rapport now with Chase Claypool. They connected on that touchdown last week. So I think Trubisky's a good sleeper start, especially if you have some of the guys that are on your uh, that are on bye weeks. And finally, another guy that's been frustrating to a lot of fantasy owners, Tom Brady. This week, the Bucs are playing literally the worst team in the league, the Carolina Panthers. Matt Stafford, even though he threw a pick six against the Panthers last week, ended up having a good game after that pick six. I think Brady is finally going to have a good game like Rodgers this week. Carolina basically is just imploding. They had to trade Robbie Anderson. They fired Matt Rule the week before their head coach. Baker Mayfield probably won't come back on the field. They have to start P.J. Walker. I think this is a deflated team. They're pretty much tanking for the number one pick. Start Tom Brady. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, I really like your Aaron Rodgers pick. Uh, Definitely agree with Tom Brady. I think Mitch is interesting, right? The Dolphins certainly don't have a good defense. But Mitch is like, you know, he's like that guy who comes in and you know, he plays so well in the second half, and then next week he lays a dud. I just can't trust Mitch. Um, I understand why he's set up to, to have a great week. Um, I do think Aaron Rodgers and, – and and Washington is horrible against the pass, sub-27, and that's even while they played the Bears, mm-hmm. right? The Bears have the worst passing attack in the league. So that, you know, helped their stats out. I think Washington is basically inept on defense. Um Carson Wentz, the only reason why he had high yardage in those three games was because of garbage time. Right. Right. He had a ridiculous amount of garbage time yards. And if they're playing close games, which this may not be, but, you know, we don't have to worry about Carson Wentz anyways. Um, First of all, I don't think he's putting up points in close games, but also that defense is is set up to let Aaron Rodgers run all over him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my picks – so I think Tua, whoever starts, right, I guess Tua is is claiming to be ready to start. Um, obviously, yep. there's a lot of controversy there. I think, you know, whoever plays for the Dolphins is a start. I would actually prefer it be Teddy Bridgewater. Just, you know, somewhat for a moral re- reason, right? Yep. I don't want to see Tua get, get hurt again. But I just think that those two wide receivers, Hill and Waddle, are so good. And Teddy Bridgewater is like a, a B, B-minus quarterback. It doesn't matter, right? He's going to catch Tyreek Hill on a screen pass and go 80 yards, and, and he'll throw some deep balls, too. He actually hit a deep ball to Tyreek Hill when he came in two weeks ago. Um, if Tua starts, I you know, I think if Tua is a starter, and I think a lot of people will agree. Um, but if he, he some reason he doesn't play, I would consider starting Teddy Bridgewater uh, because that offense is just so good, regardless of who's playing quarterback. Right. Next up, I got Derek Carr, right? Uh, Vegas sees this game as a blowout or or pretty close to it. I think there's a seven-and-a-half-point spread for the Raiders. Um, Texans have been okay on defense, nothing crazy. It's, it's still the Texans. They're 11th against quarterbacks, um, but they play in a weak division, so that stat may be a little bit favored towards them. Derek Carr and, and the and the the Raiders need to need to do something this week, right? Yeah. They're they're one and four. Um, maybe are they one and five actually? Uh, they're one and four. They just had a bye week. So coming off, yeah, yeah, that's right. Coming off a bye, I think Derek Carr and the the Raiders do some damage this week. Um, Josh Jacobs also looks really good. He was also 
So he, he was a guy who I was thinking about training for early. Um, but lastly is Matt Ryan. Um, you know, we talked about, about Matt Ryan last week and how poorly he was doing in fantasy. In my league, that's not really the case. Uh, I have a league that's catered towards passing yards. And he's been putting up passing yards. The The Jacksonville defense is not very good against the pass. Um, I think, and, and they really, they really, they had a good win last week, mm-hmm. right? He hit Alex Pierce in the end zone to just seal the game. And that's got to be a, a confidence booster, right? Tennessee, sorry, I'm, I'm at Tennessee. Tennessee is last against the pass, right? They played Jacksonville last week. That was actually a, a pretty entertaining game. Uh, um, I got saved my Alec Pierce start by, by that last second touchdown. But I think Matt Ryan and the the Colts, they're figuring out their protection. They've got really good playmakers. Uh, I don't know if if the running back is back, but if he is, that probably helps Matt Ryan a little bit. Regardless, I think he's throwing 300 yards this game and, and he'll, ha- he'll have a couple touchdowns too. Yeah, so with we'll disagree a little bit. We'll get uh, we'll go with my cinema. I actually think Derek Hart is a sit this week. Now, it, it they did determine Devontae Adams is going to play. There was a chance he wasn't going to play because he shoved a Kansas City news guy last, last week in the last Monday night game. He's facing misdemeanor assault charges, so there was question marks to whether he's going to play. He's at least going to play this week. Next week's status is still up in the air. But the Texans have an underrated pass defense. They drafted number three overall, Derek Stingley, in the draft. He's had a solid start to the season. He intercept. He's had a few interceptions already on the year. I think Stingley is going to do a very good job covering Devontae Adams. After that, the Raiders, you still just can't tr- rely on any of their other guys. Derek Carr is prone to interceptions. I think that he will throw an interception next week or this weekend coming up again. The Texans, again, they they allow the eighth least fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So I, I think Derek Carr, for me at least, is a sit this week. I hope he does do well because I do have Devontae Adams on my team, so I'd like them to connect a lot. It's just against the Texans. I know it's a big point spread, but the Texans have done a solid job covering this year. They had a bye last week, but the week before, they were seven-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Jaguars. They ended up not only covering, but they defeated the Jaguars and upset them in Jacksonville. That was a pretty big win for the Texans. So while their record might not indicate it, again, too, the the Raiders aren't anything to talk about. One win and four losses. Texans are one and three and one tie. So it's not like the Texans are any good either, but the Raiders don't stick out. I think that this is going to be a low-scoring game between both of these teams. In that case, I just would sit Derek Carr. My other sit that I have going this week is Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota has been a nice story, but he's going up against the Bengals this week. The Bengals have a solid defense against the pass. They've only allowed the fifth least points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks this season. I think finally the nice story that Atlanta has been comes to an end this week. The, the Bengals seem to be getting on track. They have a few wins in a row. They look like the team that they were last year when they made the Super Bowl. Again, if you remember, the Cincinnati did start out the season pretty slow last year, and it was around this time where they really started coming out. Jamar Chase finally got on pace with, with uh, Joe Burrow last week. It looks like they'll do that again. So Marcus Mariota, I just don't think he's going to be able to, he just doesn't have the receivers either. Drake London really has been a disappointment. And I know so many Drake London owners that just don't, they don't want to drop him 
but they can't start him either. Kyle Pitts, I don't know anyone who hasn't already just dropped Kyle Pitts. I know he had a touchdown last week, but he's been another disappointing guy. I just don't think Mariota is going to generate enough passing yards or even yards with his legs to do anything impactful on the fantasy realm. And then my last hit is Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going up against the Chiefs this week. The Chiefs are a pretty tough team to face. We just saw them give Josh Allen all sorts of problems. They limited the Bills to only 20-something points. And Allen really didn't come alive to like the last, the last play, the last drive of the game. I think Jimmy G is going to take a step back. I think they're going to rely on run routes to Devo Samuel a lot to try to get him to be a disruptor. I think they're going to focus more on the run game against Kansas City. So he's my other start. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I think the Marietta pick is good. Um, even last week when they put up 28 points, he only had 129 passing yards. Right. Um, they, they benefited from good field position and turnovers, right? I think they had under 300 yards total. Um, so it, it was an outlier game. I'm happy about it because I'm a, a Rams fan and the 49ers are now three and three a crazy outcome uh, you know I, I did not expect the Niners to lose that game especially giving up 28 points that's uh that's a lot of points and and Jimmy G I, I don't know I see it being an okay week for Jimmy G I think he's going to be forced to put up some points so that helps him out a little bit but the Chiefs you know they, they do kind of have a surprisingly good defense um they've got some good corners and I, I don't know I, I think it's reasonable to sit Jimmy G this week um yeah. If he doesn't do well, though, that's a that's a blowout game. So we'll certainly see. Um, Mariota, that that's my first sit. I agree with you there. Obviously, I think Carr is okay. Um, but my next sit is Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm so sick of Russell Wilson. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I think so many people in Denver yeah. are as well. Uh, it's crazy. I've seen stats on how much money was put on him to win him to win MVP. I mean, crazy. The, the I mean, dude, I was one of them. I thought he was going to be a dark horse for the MVP, and he's. Probably the front runner for the LVP, the least valuable player. Yeah, most money paid, least production. Um, I know they're playing the Jets. The Jets are okay, though. The Jets, you know, I've seen a lot of news about how good the Jets defense is, especially on the D-line. And then they got Sauce Gardner, who's playing out of his mind. He's got eight pass breakups already. Um, I think we're seeing another game with a lot of field goals in it. I think – they should have put this game on Thursday night football. They should just put the, uh, well, I don't know. I don't even know if Thursday night football, well, there's a, Thursday night football is supposed to be good games, but it, it hasn't been so far this year. So I'm sitting Russell this week. Uh, I really hope they pick it up. I like Russell Wilson, but they're not doing it right now. Um, mm-hmm. And then lastly is golf, right? Golf against the Cowboys. Um, it's a tough match. I don't know. I, you know, the Lions had such a good defense until they got absolutely shut out by the Pats. Uh, I think that if Dak is back, and I don't think he, he I don't think he necessarily should be back. Um, I, I think you, 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 I think the Cowboys have a bye week after this. Maybe that's Keenan Allen actually, but I, I don't expect Dak to be back. But if he is, um, it, it, it helps Goff a little bit. But regardless, Cowboys have a really really good defense. Right, yeah. they have an unbelievable D line. That dude Micah Parsons is, is unbelievable. Right, Demarcus Lawrence was their shiny thing four years ago he's okay he's still a solid edge rusher helps out but micah parsons and and digs on the outside and they've got good safeties they're really playing good defense um got beat up a little bit by the by the eagles uh, Eagles, but the 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 cowboys couldn't help their defense out at all right they were turning the ball over three times they were giving them shitty field position 
Um, I don't know. I, I, I would sit Dak because, first of all, uh, Cooper Rush, he's not going to be that bad this game. Right? The Cowboys can put up 25 points this game. So I think if it's a close game, you, you want to sit golf. Um, and then last was Mariota, as we talked about. Yeah, I agree with you with Jared Goff for sure. Definitely Russell Wilson. Wilson's getting to the point where he shouldn't even be on the starter state. He's just fantasy irrelevant, as I like to say every week. But Jared Goff, they do have a tough outing against the Cowboys this week. Let's not forget, too, with the Cowboys, even though the Eagles did beat them, they did a good job of limiting the pass rush. Jalen Hurts only had 155 passing yards. They really, like you said, the Eagles really capitalized on Cooper Rush's three interceptions. They had good field position. They relied on Jalen Hurts to use more of his legs than his arm. They used Miles Sanders a lot. So really it was the run game that that helped the Eagles out a lot against the Cowboys this week. So I agree with you. Jared Goff's a sit. We both are in agreement with Mariota. And again, Russell Wilson, I just don't want to even like hear his name on the sit anymore. He's getting into like that whole commit territory for me. I don't even know when the last time Russell Wilson had, if he's even had a multi-touchdown game this year. I doubt it. But I'd have to go look at the stats, but I don't think so. He's also pretty injured. Even I think he's playing through injury. So Russell Wilson is a sit until he does something. Let's move on, though, to the running backs. Josh Jacobs is my number one stardom this week. We just talked about the Raiders versus the Texans. The Texans have the worst run defense in the league. They've allowed an average, they've allowed more fantasy points to running backs than any other team in the league. I think Jacobs is going to have a solid game. That's why Derek Carr is one of my sits, too. I think that they're going to rely on the running game a lot. Once they take the lead, they're probably going to have a lot of long drives, a lot of handoffs. They're going to keep the clock moving. They're going to try to make the game go by quick. I think Jacobs is going to have a nice breakout game this week against the Texans. So Jacobs is my number one running back that you should start. Then I'm going to go with Kenyon Drake over on the Dolphins. Drake just had an amazing, uh, not, not the Dolphins, yeah, J- J- Drake just had an amazing game last week. I forget how much he rushed. I have to look it up really quick. But sorry, I keep saying Dolphins. I meant Ravens because I was watching the game. Uh, obviously, I'm a Giants fan. But it looks like J.K. Dobbins is injured again, which I am glad I didn't start J.K. Dobbins last week. I had him on my bench. Not that it mattered anyway. I still lost. But Kenyon Drake is a start for me. He ran against a Giants defense that is pretty good against the run. He had he only had 10 attempts, and he had 119 yards. That is an average of 11.9 yards per carry. And he had a touchdown, and he caught at least one pass. I think Kenyon Drake this week, the Ravens have a good matchup against the Browns. While I think the game is close, I think that the Browns are, are weak against the rush. They allow the fourth most points to opposing fantasy running backs I think Kenyon Drake is definitely a start as well and then my final one is Ramadre Stevenson of the Patriots the Patriots since Mac Jones went down as decent as Bailey Zappi has been the credit all goes to the run game Damian Harris is hurt so Ramadre Stevenson has looked to be the number one guy for the rest of the season or at least the next probably six weeks that Harris is out for This week, the Patriots go up against the Bears, which the Bears' defense is just terrible as it is. Stevenson is definitely a start. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, Stevenson, I think we both had him at starts last week. He put up a monster performance. That's uh, that's an RB1 for you guys uh, for the rest of the year, at least until Damian Harris is back. Um, Pats just have such a solid run game. Uh, He's in a good place. Josh Jacobs, 
I think Josh Jacobs is is so set up well for the rest of the season. He just needed to break out a little bit, and now the Raiders know they need to feed him the ball. I've actually always been a big Josh Jacobs fan. I like the way he runs. I think he has good balance, and he's a small back, and he explodes, and he's hard to take down to. I actually actually am a really big fan of Josh Jacobs in terms of ability. Um, Kenyon Drake, it's tough. He's a, a Baltimore running back, and you know what that means. You know, going off last week's performance, right? That's that's about as good as he's going to get. I understand it was a good week, but ten touches, I don't know. Right? It's uh, it could happen. It certainly could. It, given he's the kind of the the de facto starter this week, it puts him in a better position. So a touchdown is not out of the question by any means. So, well, too, I uh, think they want to keep the ball. Actually, I would say they want to keep the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands. In the fourth quarter, Lamar Jackson has been terrible. He's blown. I don't know how many leads. He had a late interception that resulted in the go-ahead touchdown for the Giants. He had a strip sack fumble that allowed the Giants just to ice the game. The week prior, he threw a costly interception to the Bills in the end zone that the Bills ended up driving and scoring and winning the game. So I think that they're going to be a little more conservative with Lamar Jackson going forward, at least in the passing game. Besides Mark Andrews, he doesn't really have any receivers. So I think Kenyon Drake's going to get the ball a lot more than just 10 carries this week. That's a That's a great point. That's uh that's solid fantasy analysis for you. <laughs> um, so I had Stevenson as well, right? If you yeah. have Stevenson, you got incredibly lucky with Damian Harris being out. That's you know, unfortunately, I drafted Damian Harris and I misclicked and meant to draft Damian Pierce, who was another one of my starts. Yeah. But uh, Stevenson is in a great that. position. <laughs> I drafted Harris because I said, hey, if Stevenson gets hurt, I hurt. I have an RB one, and the opposite happened. So I, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to drop Harris, but it's a tough position for me to be in. Because mm. um, I have like four other B B plus running backs, um, and one of them is Jeff Wilson, who I'll also talk about. But let's go to Damian Pierce. Pierce is electric. Um, I saw a, a good highlight video of him from college playing at Florida, where he ran the ball into the end zone without a helmet on, and the caption was, "How did NFL teams not pick this guy?" Um, I don't think that had much to do with with it. I think he's showing that he can. He's still fast for the NFL, right? That's something that that either happens or doesn't happen is the back. Can the back, you know, read NFL lines quick enough. And Damian Pierce has shown that he can, right. He's shown that he's a legitimate back in the NFL. Um, this may be the best we ever see from Damian Pierce, right. We've seen running backs who are good their rookie year, like Philip Lindsay, and then not much after Damian Pierce is hot right now. Uh, he's getting the ball. You know that I think he is basically a lock of a start uh, and, and even is approaching RB one territory. If he puts up another good week, Right. He is he is a lock to start in your lineup and he won't be appearing on this list because it's too obvious. But, you know, I think this week the Raiders are not crazy on, on anywhere. Right? They're not an, an incredibly good defensive team. That's for sure. They're they're one and four. Uh, I think Damian Harris, Damian Pierce is a good start. Uh, and then Jeff Wilson. Right. Uh, Wilson and the Niners are are playing the Chiefs. They've, they're ranked 27th against the run. Wilson had a horrible week last week, but he popped off the week before. I think, you know, basically it was it was the pace of the game that meant he had a horrible week last week. Let's hope – I mean, the, the Chiefs are a hell of a lot better on offense than the uh, Falcons. So let's hope it doesn't – you know, it's not 28 nothing at half and then Jeff Wilson sitting in the bench. If it's a close game, I think Jeff Wilson scores. I think Jeff Wilson has a couple 30-yard runs. Chiefs are not good against the run. Um, I think he's a solid start. I'm starting him, so – those are my three running back starts. 
Yeah, I can't disagree with any of them. Any of them. I love that I drafted Damian Pierce. He's a must start for me every week in my flex position because I have Dalvin Cook and I have Nick Chubb. So he's always going to be a star. Dalvin Cook has a bye this week, so he's going to be in my top running back start anyway. Damian Pierce, a lot of people whiffed on him. Same thing with Brees Hall. A lot of people didn't didn't think they would be as good as they are. Both of those guys have really come out. And I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think Jeff you have Brees Hall. I don't, you know what? I wanted to draft Brees Hall so bad. And I remember I had him in my queue. I forget what round it was. Maybe it was the fourth round and someone took him right before me. But, yeah. He looks real good. Yeah. Brees Hall has the fifth most fantasy points among running backs this season. That's, that's crazy for a run, not only just for a rookie running back for, but for a New York Jets running back. The reason that the Jets are as good as they are is because of Brees Hall. Zach Wilson has nothing to do with it. If you look at Zach Wilson's numbers, he's just mediocre at best, even at best. It's been Brees Hall that's been carrying that offense. So Brees Hall or New York Jets fans, you can thank Brees Hall. Yeah, I don't think Zach Wilson's an NFL quarterback. No, I mean, I think he's just, you know, he's just one of those guys. He's going to play out his rookie contract and then that's it. He's going to be a a backup the rest of his career. But let's move on quickly to the sit So for me, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a sit. I really haven't seen enough from him to to warrant a start from the past few weeks. He's just been kind of okay. Kansas City has been relying a lot more on their passing game. Mahomes seems to have good rapport with Juju Smith-Schuster, Nicole Hardman. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is just a beast. I think they're going to keep going with the passing game a ton. And also, San Francisco is very good against the run. They have the second best run, def- run defense in the league. They've allowed the second least points to, to opposing fantasy running backs. So for me, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a sit, along with David Montgomery. The chief, the excuse me, the Bears are going up against the Patriots. The Patriots have a very good underrated defense this season. I think people overlook that because the Patriots are just three and three. But it, even in their losses, teams the teams don't score a ton of points against them. Their first loss against Miami this year, Miami, who's a scoring machine with Tua, Jalen Waddell, and Tyreek Hill, they only allowed them to put up 17 points. So New England does have a very good defense, and they allow the third least points to opposing fantasy running backs. So David Montgomery, you sit on the bench. Sorry, Bears fans. This is going to be another long game for you guys. (laughs) And finally, Melvin Gordon. I don't think Melvin Gordon is starting anymore. I mean, Latavius Murray took over for the Broncos at running back and did a decent job on Monday night. Melvin Gordon just sat on the sideline and crossed his arms and looked pissed off. He looked so sad. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, there's a reason why no other team wanted you to sign with him this past season. So go ahead and take your your one-year contract and just know you're lucky you're getting paid because I could go in the league and do a better job than you. <laughs> it doesn't take to, it does, you know, how, however many fumbles he had, I don't even think he like, what's his longest run. It, I can't even be in the double digits. Like it's seven not, yards. Yeah. The guy is just not good. The nothing like the Broncos season has literally come from so many high expectations to what can we do about next season? Cause everything we've done in the off season which is acquire Russell Wilson, sign Nathaniel Hackett as our head coach, re-sign Melvin Gordon to be our backup running back. It's just blown up in their face. So whoever is running the front office in Denver, do a better job, John Elway, because your team is not looking good. There's my rant about my sit So, Jacob, before I get even more heated, why don't you go ahead? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't actually know if Melvin Gordon is even going to be active for this game. That's how bad it is. And uh, it's almost like he's outside of the team, right? I saw a clip yeah. from the game where Jerry Judy wanted to vent about how bad Russell Wilson was, and he went to Melvin Gordon, who was 40 feet from where anyone else was on the sideline. That's not good. Uh, you know, his fumble issues are basically they, – they're not outweighed by his, his – ability anymore they used to be but not anymore um to start it off i've got the chiefs running backs right that mm-hmm. covers clyde edwards Alaire, and, and i just am basically saying don't try to get cute don't try to start pacheco or um jerick mckinnon they're playing the 49ers the 49ers are the best team second best team against the run as as you just mentioned yep i'm really just saying don't start clyde and, and don't try to get cute and start anybody else it's not going to work out in your favor um, next up is Michael Carter, right? I think as we were talking about, it's the, it's the Brees Hall show in, yep. in, in New Jersey. Um, I think Carter will see, he saw six touches or he saw seven touches last week. I think he'll see eight or less this week. Uh, I think Brees Hall will see 20. I think that's kind of the case for the rest of the season. So starting this week, I, I just can't, you can't start Michael Carter when Brees Hall is, is doing what he does both in the running game and a pass game right there's no opportunity for carter to be on the field um lastly is antonio gibson um this is interesting i don't really like i don't really agree with the fact that the commanders aren't giving gibson the ball right he's kind of their first and second down back and they have mckissick and now they've got the rookie james denard robinson who they're giving the ball just as much as antonio gibson i don't think he's better than gibson especially not on early downs but he's kind of a three down back who they like. He's got a good story and he's seen a ridiculous amount of touches, right? I think he saw 12 rushes last week. Right. Um, if there's three running backs with McKissick, Gibson and uh, Robinson, there's, there's no running backs. Uh, so, so sit them all. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think this is Brian Robinson is he has a good story behind him. You know, he got shot in the off season. He came back, he scored a touchdown. The only touchdown for the commanders last week. I think that he's definitely a sit. Same thing with the Chiefs running backs. And yeah, Michael Carter is strictly a backup right now. He doesn't belong even on your, maybe he's good to have a handcuff if you're a Brees Hall owner, just in case Brees Hall goes down with the injury, hopefully not. But I agree with all those as well. Let's move on to the wide receivers. For me, that's what we kind of hinted to it earlier in the show about Curtis Samuel, but I would start all Washington receivers and that I'm including Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson as well. I think that Taylor Heineke is going to be a breath of fresh air to them. I don't think they ever bought into Carson Wentz starting with them. Heineke had a decent season with them last week. He seems to have better rapport with the receivers. I think Heineke comes in. I think Ron Rivera lets him unload. He's not going to be as injury. He's not going to be as turnover prone as Carson Wentz is. I would actually start all Washington wide receivers this week. Next, I have your boy, Alec Pierce, who I picked up in my waiver wire this week. Pierce had a monster game again last week with the Colts. They're going up against the Titans this week. The Titans beat them last last time these two teams faced each other. You know there's a little bit of animosity. And the Titans' defense also gives up the second most points to wide receivers. So I think Alec Pierce, and I do think Michael Pittman too, I think both of them are going to have big games. We just saw Matt Ryan had to throw 58 times last week against the Jaguars. They're going to rely on Matt Ryan's arm as long as Jonathan Taylor's still injured and there's still question marks, whether it's Naheem Hines 
Philip Lindsay or whoever they can get as their running back. So he's definitely uh, Alec Pierce is definitely a start for me. And then finally, Tyler Boyd. I know he's the third stringer on the Cincinnati Bengals uh, offense, but Jamar Chase, even though he finally did have a touchdown last week, it was just because the Saints totally missed the tackle. Otherwise, Jamar Chase does get tackled and he has just another subpar game. I think Tyler Boyd's going to have a big game along with with T. Higgins against the Falcons this week. The Falcons' defense gives up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. I think Joe Burr is really going to spread the ball out a lot. Tyler Boyd always seems to sneak up and get a touchdown in those kinds of situations. So he's my final start. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I think Tyler Boyd is an interesting situation. I'll say I think Jamar Chase was probably the most overdrafted player. Um, given just what they have, right? They have two other wide receivers that are good. They have two solid wide receiver twos. And Joe Burrow's a good quarterback. He's not going to focus on Tyler Boyd uh, or not going to focus on Jamar, right? Yeah. I think Jamar was really overdrafted. Um, those two wide receivers that went next to him, right? You knew Cooper Cup was going to do crazy stuff. And uh, Justin Jefferson's really the only guy in Minnesota. Um, Thielen can't really... You know, Thielen's not doing much anymore. So I'll say I think Jamar was was maybe one of the most overdrafted players this year. Um, Pierce, I love Pierce. I think he's a good player. I was so happy though that Michael Pittman went off last week. Uh, geez, I was uh, I was worried to be honest. Um, I think Pierce is good. I think they're a, a dynamic duo, um, and that's part of the reason why I have Matt Ryan as a start. Um, yeah. As for my starts, I got DeAndre Hopkins. Right, Kyler Murray is like a different player when he has DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I remember the Rams played him one year where, where Hopkins was hurt and it was like, damn, we're actually, we got a shot because Hopkins just has that ability to go up and catch balls, right? He's, he's six foot, whatever. He's a, a unbelievable wide receiver. He's going to get in the end zone, but he's also going to catch those, those deep passes that Kyler needs. I think he's actually a huge boost to the Cardinals. I know it's his first week back, but he wasn't injured, right? He had PED issues. Um, so I think he's a start. Uh, next up is a lot or is uh, a lot Right. I think no matter who's throwing him the ball, right. he's really the only wide receiver on the Saints that's good. I think he'll go to, he's going to see like 13 to 15 targets tonight. Hopefully, yeah. nine catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I just think the opportunity share is huge for Olave this week or, right. or really tonight. So he's a solid start. And then lastly is Alan Lazard. I saw a beautiful play last week. Rodgers to Lazard sandwiched the ball to him in between two defenders. Like, unbelievable pitch and catch. Mm. It was like the Rodgers we know, putting the ball only where his guy can get it in between two other guys. I think he's found Al Lazard. You know, Al Lazard, he certainly got the most long-term chemistry with. Um, I like uh, other Green Bay players too, right? Tunyon. I think Tunyon's always in a good spot. But uh, Lazard specifically this week, uh, I think he'll catch a touchdown. I think he'll catch a deep pass. He's a start for me. Yeah, I, I like Lazard. I have him starting on my flex position this week because I do have Eno Benjamin still, but I just don't trust Benjamin tonight. A few of my other guys are on buys. So Lazard, I am definitely starting. Chris Olave, same thing. Must I don't have him, but he's a must start. He's basically the only viable option for the Saints tonight. And DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, you just have to you just have to go and start him. Let's move on to the sit-ums. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start with Christian Kirk. Of the Jaguars, the Jaguars are going up against the Giants. The Giants are very good against wide receivers. They allow the least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers 
Christian Kirk seems to be the number one guy in Jacksonville, but he even the past few weeks, he hasn't had a good outing at all. It seems like Zay Jones gets a lot more targets than him. Marvin Jones has looked pretty good. So for me, sit Christian Kirk if you have him. Even if there's other players on by, you could probably find other options. Robert Woods, I mentioned that the Titans are playing the Colts. The, the Colts have actually a pretty good defense, especially against wide receivers. Robert Woods has seemed to emerge as Tennessee's number one option. I think they're going to rely more on Derrick Henry this week against Indianapolis since they don't have as good of a run defense. So Robert Woods is a sit for me. And then my final sit is Drake London. I mentioned a few minutes ago how just disappointing Drake London has been all season. The Falcons don't have a great matchup going against the the Bengals this week. For me, all, all Falcons guys should be on your bench, Drake London included. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, so we, we've got a little bit of a disagreement here. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting off with the Washington wide receivers. Okay. Um, that team has been so inept the last three weeks, four weeks. A new quarterback, I, maybe it's a breath of fresh air, right? Maybe he's able to throw the ball downfield. But it, it, if they're doing as bad as they're doing, there's a lot of problems, and it's not just Carson Wentz. The line is not great. Um, and I, I just can't see them startable when uh, you got a rookie quarterback or a, a new quarterback and you're you're playing against a, a Green Bay defense that is pretty good, right? right. Green, Green Bay's defense is good. Um, so I have them as a set. We'll see how they do. Um, I think that that's really all there is to say there. Next up is Darnell Mooney. I think some people are probably thinking about starting him because he, he's put together some okay weeks, but he's not he, he's relying too much on that deep ball, right? He had four for 80 last weekend uh, or last week. I don't know. I, I just don't think he's startable based on opportunity share. I don't think he's startable because they're playing the pass. I don't think he's startable because Justin Fields just cannot throw the ball where he wants to throw the ball. Um, of all the guys we talk about, I think Justin Fields is is doing the worst. Um, you know, that that ending of the game last week was so depressing. Uh, Darnell Mooney caught the ball on the half-yard line and didn't get into the goal line. I think he's emotionally not not at his best. I think the whole team is is following suit there, so I think he's a sit. I think the uh, the Pats could have another shot out on their hands. Um, Probably. That's how I see this game doing. Lastly, I have Juju. Right, I remember I said Juju last weekend. He caught a touchdown. He, he he's just still not that guy, right? He's not getting firsthand looks. His touchdown was him being the third read on a play um, against a much much better San Francisco defense. I don't see him being able to create separation. I don't see us being a high scoring game, so I don't see a touchdown for him. Yeah. Um, I think the guy in the Chiefs you're starting is Travis Kelsey and, and Mahomes. So Yeah, yeah, those those are all good. Um those are all good options. Juju, same thing. I liked him last week. It didn't seem like he did much. Darnell Mooney is getting into like all the Bears offensive guys. They're just fantasy irrelevant for me. Darnell Mooney, he let it, all the Bears fans down, caught the ball on the one yard line against Washington last week. Otherwise they would have won the game. He's definitely a sit. So we'll disagree on the Washington wide receivers. I actually think Washington does better than people think this week. It's a five and a half point spread. I do think the commanders will cover. The Packers haven't been blowing anyone out. They're still trying to get their their shit together too. And I do think that Washington will rally behind Heineke. I really do. I can see that for sure. 
Yeah, let's move on to tight ends. So Gerald Everett, he's my number one start this week. He didn't have a great outing on Monday against the Broncos, but the Broncos do have a good defense. Now he goes up against the Seattle Seahawks defense that allows the most points of fantasy tight ends. I think he's a definite start this week. Keenan Allen should be back, which could take away his target share. But even if he, whether he is or isn't, I think Gerald Everett is a good start if you're looking for some streaming options. Another guy I like this week is Taysom Hill. Now, I would have liked him more when I wrote this yesterday if either Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston weren't going to be available for the game. Then you would have Taysom Hill starting in that wildcat position as a quarterback, and he would have got all the all the touches he could. Well, this week, the Saints are still missing a lot of their guys. Olave is really their only viable receiver playing. Jarvis Landry is out. Michael Thomas is out. Their tight end, Adam Toutman's out. So I think Tyson Hill will still get some looks. I think they will get a little creative against Arizona and give Taysom Hill the ball. I know he was a bust last week. He only got four, I think 4.4 fantasy points. It's a little bit of a reach this week, but you don't have a ton of good options available. So if you want to take a chance, instead of getting those mid-level guys, I think Taysom Hill is a good option to take a risk on. And then finally, Hunter Henry. He finally came out last week, Hunter Henry, and had a pretty good game, even though I told you guys to, to sit him. This week, the Patriots are going up against the Bears, and the Bears just all around are not a good team. I think that Hunter Henry will have a good connection, whether it be Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones QBing. I would go with Hunter Henry to start as well. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I hope it's Bailey Zappi. I like that. Yeah. I like that name. I like the way he throws the ball. Um, I've got Tunyon, right? I understand that the commanders are somehow fourth against tight ends and points but i think that you know we're still only six games in five for some teams and that could be an anomaly right i don't think i don't think aaron Rodgers really cares how good the team is against tight ends he's going to target who he wants to target right um i think this is a big game for the packers i think at some point in the season every year people are saying the packers are no good and then at some point they're like oh they're back to being super bowl favorites uh what did i do what where did i go wrong um they're obviously not the team they once were without Devontae Adams, but I don't think that I don't think that's gonna last the whole season. You know, who knows? Maybe they're trading for Odell or or or, or picking up Odell. Uh that's maybe, who I think they're gonna get. Yeah, maybe the team's just gonna step up. But I think if someone steps up, it's gonna be Tunyon, it's gonna be Lazard. I think Dobbs has a good chance as well. But Tunyon this week, I think, is a start. Um next up is Najoku, right? Najoku has been crazy. Najoku has been absolutely nuts the last three weeks i think um last week was was down a little bit but still had six targets he's he's had more than than six targets in the last four games he's had more than 80 yards in three of those i i think he's he's almost a lineup lock at this point right he was one of our guys that you and i talked about before the season right yeah as being a sleeper and and he shouldn't have been a sleeper because he was paid 60 or whatever million dollars right he was drafted so low in fantasy drafts um he was basically i wish i could start him more i mean i have zach Ertz and david njoku so and i can only start one of the guys so well i have a kid in my league who has travis kelsey and mark andrews and he starts one of them in in this flex every week well that's a good point but i wouldn't i can't start njoku in my flex or some of the other guys like like low-key though taking those top two tight ends that's smart. Flexing, that's a very smart. 
those are the only two tight ends. Those two tight ends are head and shoulders above the rest. Oh, right? yeah. It's, it's okay. not even close. Uh, Ertz is third, and he's got, you know, 60% of the points of Andrews, who's second. Uh, I love Ertz. I mean, I was all over Ertz. I knew he was going to be a target machine. Um, Zach Ertz is, is he's the man. Um, you know, I, I, somehow I've always been lucky with tight ends. I had, uh, I actually had Zach Ertz that year on, you know, those, those years on Philly, right? I remember thinking like, this guy can catch. They've got a quarterback who throws a lot. He's set up for a, a lot of targets and bam. Uh, it's still the same. He hasn't really lost too much. He's catching deep passes. He's blocking. He's catching uh, sweeps and and five yard curls. I, I love Zach Ertz. I mean, I, I know he's on my start, but uh, I have him on my team, so I got a connection there. And then lastly is Noah Fant, right? Noah Fant had a crazy slow start to the season. He got traded obviously in the off season, but it looks like in Seattle they're realizing that he's valuable. They're throwing him the ball. He had four catches last week. Um, I think he's he's playing a Chargers defense who's not crazy. Uh, uh, undefensively, they haven't been nearly as good as people basically said they were going to be. Right. Um, so I think he's a, a solid start. Yes, I, I agree with all those for the most part. I We're going to disagree. I'll go with – I obviously I agree with Njoku and Fant. Tanya and we're going to disagree on. I just think that against the commanders, Aaron Rodgers is going to look at his receivers first and foremost. I think that finally they're going to utilize Aaron Jones a lot more in the wide receiver role where they should – I think AJ Dillon will get a few more rushes, but I think Alan Lazard is gonna is starting to finally look like the number one receiver we've been waiting for. So I think he's gonna take a lot of the target share away from Tunyon as well. But my other sits are Evan Ingram. I love saying whenever I could say Evan Ingram, and I'm gonna say it this week because the Jaguars are facing the Giants, and I think that they're just gonna totally demolish Evan Ingram and take away any chance that he has to catch anything. The Giants, like I said. They're very good against wide receivers while they're just okay against tight ends. I still think Ingram belongs on the bench. Finally, my last sit will be Hayden Hurst. I do like Hayden Hurst with the Bengals, but I think Joe Burrow is going to utilize his wide receivers a lot more than, than Hayden Hurst. So that's my other sit. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, Hayden Hurst is interesting. Um, Tanya, obviously, I don't agree with, but... Hayden Hurst is uh, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Cincy, and he's put up some really good weeks. I agree, you can't really expect that to repeat. Um, I have starting starting off with with my number one is Pitts, Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. He put up a touchdown last week. I've seen a bunch of TikToks about oh, I'm a genius for starting him. I mean, he had three catches for 19 yards of the touchdown. I mean, that's yeah, that's nothing it, special. Mariota can't throw the ball. Uh, I unfortunately, it, you know, Pitts was an unbelievable story last week. Last year, he, he's not the same this year. I think he's the sit. Uh, Tyler Conklin on the, on the Jets, right? We talked last week. He was a sit last week. He didn't do anything this week. He had one catch. Yeah. He doubled his targets from, from the week before, but, but that means he had two targets. Um, so he's not, not getting looks with Zach Wilson under center. Um, he was a, a Joe Flacco security blanket, and he's not anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson likes to throw the ball downfield. He likes uh, Corey Davis, hit him deep last week. So he's a sit. Then lastly is Logan Thomas, right? I think Logan Thomas is going to be back this week. You may be thinking, you know, the reason why the commanders have been so bad is because they haven't had Logan Thomas. I don't think so. I don't think you can even count on him to even play a full game at this point, given how much he gets injured. I think he is a, a huge risk 
to put in your fantasy lineup, especially given the upside at this point in his career and at this time for the commanders is really limited. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with all those for sure. Definitely Tyler Conklin. He had a great start to the year. We had him as a stardom a few weeks, but since Joe Flacco is no longer quarterbacking, Zach Wilson just doesn't look his way, which is a shame because I do like Tyler Conklin. So before, since we are running out of time, let's move quickly to the defenses. So my stardom is an obvious one. New England going against the Bears. Bears are terrible. Justin Fields is good for an interception, probably a fumble, definitely a lot of sacks because they have the worst offensive line in the game. So New England is a definite start. My next one is the Raiders. The Raiders are going against the Texans. And while the Texans have a good defense, their offense is non-existent outside of Damian Pierce. So I th- And Davis Mills just does not look like any type of quarterback. He's going to make a mistake. I think he's thrown an interception in just about every game he's played. So the Raiders defense is another start for me. And then Tampa Bay, I mentioned how Carolina is the worst team in the league. They're going against P.J. Walker, who's a third-string quarterback. Probably you could rank him as a fourth-string quarterback. Baker Mayfield's injured. Sam Darnold's injured. Their rookie, Matt Corral, got injured at during preseason. So they have to rely on P.J. Walker, who just played in the XFL two seasons ago. So Tampa Bay, their defense is a start for me as well. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, New England is a... Uh auto lock start for me that's my first one Uh, I think that's like the most obvious start in the world they just shut out the Lions and now they play the worst offense in the NFL uh Denver to me is also a a really good pick it's good playing the Jets I mean I know that the the Zach Wilson didn't turn the ball over last week which is a surprise um but I think he he doesn't get so lucky this week um Denver's got a great defense it'll be a low scoring game they'll get points through that and I think they'll get a turnover a sack something to to change the momentum a lot of pressures on the Denver defense and they're responding really well um lastly is Miami um and this one might be a, a little bit of a surprise right I, I don't think people think so highly of the the defense they're they're ranked 27th um against offenses but they're playing Pittsburgh I, I don't see Mitch Trubisky in the same light you do I see him as an interception machine um I, I think they could they could turn the ball over twice. I think they'll sack him. I think they – he's not going to put up crazy points. He's not going to put up more than 25 points. Um, and if they get a touchdown, that's even better. So I, I'll take Miami this week against Pittsburgh. I do think Miami, they're big favorites. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I do think they cover, but mostly because I just think they score – I think Tua comes back. I'm glad you you said to start him because I think he does have a big game. I know people might think he be, might be a little hesitant after suffering from that concussion, but the guy's a trooper. He's sustained more injuries than any other quarterback starting right now in the league, and he comes back every time and plays the game even better than before. So I think that Miami does cover against Pittsburgh, and I do think their defensive start. I think Trubisky has a solid game, but I think he gets some touchdowns. But still, Miami is a solid start because Trubisky, even though I say start him, he could easily have a terrible game because he's Mitch Trubisky. So let's move on to the sit Both you and I agree. We both like San Francisco's D to get, get benched this week. They're going against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are so good coming off a loss. I think Pat Mahomes is going to come and just light up San Francisco's defense. I do think San Francisco is going to make the game close, though. But their defense, they have lost Emmanuel Mosley for the year. 
that's a big dent in their secondary. That's kind of why I liked Atlanta last week to at least cover. I didn't see the upset, but I did have Atlanta with the points. Cleveland's another sit for me. The Browns are going up against the Ravens. While the Ravens have been injury prone as of late, we mentioned Lamar Jackson struggles. They still can put up points. This game's going to be back in Baltimore. They play better at home than they do at the road. I think that, like I said, Kenyon Drake, I think is going to run all over them. I think Lamar Jackson's going to be forced to lose his, use his legs more than throw. In that case, they're going to give up a lot of running yards. It's going to create little time to make any kind of interceptions. So Cleveland's another sit for me. And then finally, Dallas. The Cowboys have a tough matchup this week against the Lions. The Lions are coming up a bye. They seem to be getting healthier. I'm not sure if DeAndre Swift is playing, but I'm on Ross St. Brown. Looks healthy. Josh Reynolds is back. I think we might see DJ Chark. So Dallas is a sit for me as well. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I've got San Fran and Dallas, and then I flip-flopped with you. I took Baltimore as a sit uh, instead of Cleveland. Right, Cleveland's put up a surprising amount of points. Yeah. Um, Nick Chubb is a boss. A real, real big time boss. He's coming off a slow week, so I think he'll explode. Um, I think this is a pretty close game. I think it's high scoring, right? Maybe 28, 25, something like yeah, that. I agree. I, think um, so. I would sit Baltimore's defense. They're not the defense that you think they are. Um, they're not what they were last year or two years ago. I mean, they used to be an unbelievably good defense, and now they're they're pretty bad, right? So I, I would definitely sit Baltimore this week against the Browns. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think both of those are good, solid, solid sits. Definitely agree. I think Nick Chubb, I hope he has a good game because I'm starting him. But I think they are going to run all over Baltimore's defense. Baltimore's dealing with a lot of injuries to their defense, too. That's why I also said to sit them last week against the Giants, which hopefully you guys did. But we are out of time for today, unfortunately. Me and Jacob always have so much fun talking about fantasy football. It's a great way to break up our busy work week. So before we do sign off, Jacob, you have any last thoughts or advice for the audience? Good luck this weekend in your fantasy matchups. Um, unfortunately for me, the Rams won't be playing. So we watch a lot of random NFL games, but hope everyone has a good weekend. Hope everyone gets lucky and uh, makes some big time plays. See, whenever my team has a bye week, I think because the Giants have sucked so often, I actually am like, oh, this is like a great week because I don't have to like stress out and I could just kind of watch all the games, watch my fantasy, look at my pick em leagues and not worry about my team. So I I used to not mind the bye weeks, but now that the Giants are doing good, I'll probably get pissed in a few weeks when they do have the bye week. But great, great work today, Jacob. Always a pleasure talking to you and to the rest of the audience. Robert and I will be back tomorrow with our game picks for the week and then monday as well when we do our monday morning recap episode so thanks everyone for joining and take care